Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and normally right alongside is uh, my co-host, LPJ professional and Legends Tour player, uh, Cindy Miller. Unfortunately, she's going to be off again this week, so as uh, usual, I will hold down the fort and uh, handle the uh, interviews this morning. But I want to welcome you all to the show to this morning, and thank you for joining us uh, live here on the blogtalkradio.com network. Obviously, the best way to find us is to go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf, or you can just simply type uh, women of golf up in the search key and that will bring you to the main uh, page for some reason if you can't join us live not to worry uh, you can just scroll down that link and uh, you'll find the on-demand section and of course all of the previously aired shows including today's will be there in their entirety so you can uh, feel free to, to jump in and listen to any of the shows including today's uh, if you're not able to join us live but uh, as I said we're live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blog talk radio talk, uh, com network so thank you and, and good morning to all of you uh, those able to join us live here this morning um, also some other great ways that you can tune into the program if you go to itunes.com stitcher.com and tunein.com and now talkstreamlive.com are some of the other great social media platforms that you can tune into the show and again just type in women of golf and that will take you to those uh, respective platforms as well so uh, again thanks for joining us this morning We've got two great guests uh, first off we're going to be uh, speaking with the winner of the Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge off the Symmetra Tour uh, Linnea Strom she's going to be joining me here in just a second and a little bit later on uh, a challenger uh, to that event and a good friend of hers Charlotte Thomas will be joining us and she's a native of Guildford uh, England so she'll be joining us on the second half of the show uh, let me just tell you a little bit a couple of other things very quickly, and then I'll introduce uh, Linnea to have her come on out. We'll talk about her win this past weekend. Um, some other great ways also to reach out to either Cindy or I is our emails. Uh, Cindy's is at Cindy at com, and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. All right, we've got uh, Linnea ready to go here, and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her, and then I'll get her on the show and then we'll talk about her win and some other things as well. Uh, she's actually a rookie this year on the Symmetra Tour, and uh, this was her first professional win Sunday at the Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge on the Symmetra Tour. Uh, the win actually moved her up 22 spots in the Volvic race for the card to number two position, so she's uh, well in good position for that. And of course, as I've mentioned many times on the show, the Volvic race for the card is uh, the classification that gets them ready to get their LPJ uh, so she's obviously in a good spot. She's a former two-time first-team All-American performer for Arizona State U, and uh, she also has had 15 finishes on tour this year, and is ranked in several, uh, highly ranked in several uh, statistical categories. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. 
And as a sophomore uh, with ASU, she led the Sun Devils to their eighth NCAA Division I National Championship. So without further hesitation, let me bring on the winner of this past weekend, Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge, uh, Linnea Strom. Linnea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure. And, and again, congratulations uh, on a, a well-deserved win. And of course, this is your first win uh, professional win. So uh, uh, an extra congratulations for that. Well done. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. All right. I want to just talk a little bit about uh, obviously the final round. Uh, you had a three under par 67 final round performance uh, in order to uh, to secure the win. And uh, that was really all you really needed to do was just to come out with a strong finish. But I also noted, uh, reading some of the press releases, that you had a little bit of a struggle on 18. Tell us a little bit about that and what went through your mind uh, from start to finish on hole number 18 to finish the round. Okay. Um, yeah, so going into the final round, I, I kind of knew that I had to play good. You know, I had a lot of players coming behind me, and I don't know exactly how many, but there were a lot of players within three shots off the lead um so I kind of had my mindset on going low on the final day um and then started off pretty good on the front nine got an eagle on number seven and then I birdied number eight and then making the turn Charlotte had been playing good so she was one shot behind me and then we both birdied number 10 um and then on the back nine you know all I all I tried to do was to stay focused and do how, how good I could do on every hole. Um, and then after 15, I had a lead by two shots, but then I bogeyed number 16. Mm. So then I only only had one shot lead going into the two final holes. Um, and then right. Charlotte had a three-putt on number 17, so, so I got back to two-shot lead going into 18. And at that time, I or kind of after 15, 16, I knew that it was between Charlotte and I because um, I could see the leaderboard on, on home number 16. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't really remember what was running through my head, um, but 18 mm-hmm. is it's, it's kind of a tough tee shot, and I had been struggling a little earlier in the week as well on that hole. Um, so right. I was just, you know, I... Obviously, I just wanted to get it out there in the fairway um, and play it safe. But uh, I hit it left in the water hazard. Um, and then as we got up there, I, I just tried to stay calm. And as soon as we got there, I could kind of see, okay, I, I, I have a good drop. I know I can be able to hit a third shot somewhere close to the green. Um, right. And then... I I was thinking that, okay, I have to think that Charlotte is going to make a birdie, so in order to force a playoff, I need to save save a bogey. Um, so, but I just, you know, I tried to stay in the moment and figure out where to drop it, and then I got my yardage, and then I knew, okay, this is a perfect eight I run for this distance, and I could see the flag. I had China line, um, but I needed to hit it over over some bushes and over, over the hazards. Um, but I just, I yeah, I just tried to you know hit the green and then take it from there and 
make a good two pod and then see what Charlotte was going to do. So it was it was an exciting finish, but thinking back at it, I I think it stayed I stayed pretty <laughs> calm and just you know tried to figure out how to get it out from there in the best way. <laughs> right. Uh, Lenny, let me ask you just to, to back up for just a second. You know, even though you mm-hmm. had a little bit of a cushion coming in, um, it can be very easy uh, in a situation like that um, because obviously yeah. you had some momentum throughout the day. I mean, you, you know, you had uh, uh, an eagle and, and four birdies and, of course, three other bogeys that day, um, but you still managed to finish yeah. with 11 under par overall, so it was a great round. Um, but it's very easy coming into those last few holes uh, especially even though you had a, a two-shot uh, cushion, it could have gone either way very quickly on, on number 18 with, with yeah. a bad tee shot. So um, explain to, to the listeners a little bit, you know, in a situation like that, because this is something that a lot of amateurs have a problem with when they uh, have a difficult hole, the sort of the wheels of the bus sort of start falling off. Here you are in a championship, mm-hmm. the you know, potential to win your first championship – uh, and right on hole number 18, you have a chance that really uh, could have put you in, in a much different light. Uh, what did you say to yourself at that moment to keep yourself focused on the task at hand and not let that happen to you? Uh, so in, before the tee shot or after I hit the tee shot? A- after you hit the tee shot. So after I hit the tee shot, I, you know, I was just, reminding myself of that okay what whatever happens now I know that I have done the best that I could because you know you can always hit a bad shot and I I did my best and unfortunately I I hit a bad shot on the last tee shot um but I think at that moment it's just reminding yourself of golf is golf and it's, it's not over until it's really over um, and I think just staying in the present and, you know, and still try to enjoy it. That's what I did on the whole last round, pretty much. I reminded myself of, okay, um, I'm so lucky to be here. And this was the first time I was playing in the final group going into the last day. So just that was kind of a new experience for me um, as a professional. And right. so, but yeah, at that, I mean, obviously I was nervous the whole day. Um, I was more nervous than I am a normal round because there were a lot of people there watching and I really wanted to play good and prove to myself that I can win on this tour. Um, but, um, but yeah, so Oh, no, uh, no, that was perfect. Um, Linnea, let me ask you something, because I, I noticed as well, uh, and I saw his interview, that your, your dad, uh, Johnny, was on the bag. Uh, how special was that to have him there? And did he say anything to you at that moment um, that sort of gave you some reassurance that, hey, you can do this? Oh, I think we lost her here. Um, anyways, we'll uh, we'll go oh, here. She is. Hi, Linnea. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Sorry. Yes. Hi. Well, uh, welcome <laughs> back. 
not a not a problem. We'd lost you there for a second. I don't know if you heard the question, <laughs> so I'm going to repeat it for you, and then uh, I'll okay. get you to answer. Um, what I was saying was that your your dad, um, Johnny, of course, uh, which is his name. I saw the interview that he did after the final yeah. round. Uh, he was your caddy uh, on the bag for yes. the final round. Um, how special was that to have him there? And when you got on to 18 and and things became a little difficult, did he say anything to you um, that you can recall? Uh, did he sort of encourage you or what words did he say to you, if anything, uh, to make sure that uh, you were on the right track? Um, he, well, my dad is, is pretty, he's like me, pretty calm on the course. And I think that's why it worked out pretty good this week. And especially, you know, playing in the final round, uh, I think it's important to have someone with me that that is also calm and that can remind me to stay calm. Um, mm-hmm. He... He didn't. He didn't say anything to me um, unless I asked him something. Uh, so I would say in that situation, I think also what he said afterwards was that he, you know, he pretty much thought the same as me. Like just try to stay calm, try to figure out, you know, how to handle the best in the situation. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think I think we are pretty much thinking alike over there. Um, so he he didn't say anything specific to me. Was, yeah. So he so he knows then when to sort of step back and let you handle things um, and, and not, uh, you know, sort of get in there. Because obviously being your father, you know, he wants to, um, you know, help you in any way he can uh, throughout life. And, and when he sees you in a situation that potentially could not uh, end well, uh, for the round, yes. he knows he knows you enough to be able to step back when needed, but also come in uh, at other times when when you do need him. So that that's great, uh, and, and I'm sure that was very special to have him on the bag with you uh, to enjoy in the celebration afterwards. Yes, of course, it it was a lot of fun having him there. Um, he has been catting for me earlier in the season, um, and then I think for him for him coming back now and and to see my first professional win um, was a lot of fun for him and a big moment for him as well. Because, uh, you know, both my parents back home, they have always supported me, always taking me to my golf tournaments growing up and stuff like that. So they are obviously a big part of my of my life and of my golf as well. Um, so it was, right. it was great having him here to see my, to see my first professional win. Now, I also noticed, and I, I neglected to mention this first off, of course, uh, you're, you originate from Sweden. And I've noticed that yes. this year, because we've interviewed a few others, uh, there's mm-hmm. quite a good group of, of young ladies on the Symmetra Tour from Sweden. Uh, what is it about yes. the program over there that seems to be producing so many great players like yourself? Yeah, we have an amazing program and support system from back home. Um, but I think... I was the third one to win from Sweden on the Symmetra Tour this year, uh, which is amazing. Yes. Um, and we and this week we actually have the from the Swedish Federation we have something called the performance team, and that includes mm-hmm. a swing coach, and he's basically the head coach as well. And then we have a 
mental coach, and we had a physio with us. So they were with us this week, and they come out, you know, I think this was the second time they come out on the semester tour this year. Um, And pretty much what they do is that they come here and they, you know, support us. We we have to ask them whatever we need help with if we want to work out in the gym or if we want to have a massage or if we need to sit down and talk to the mental coach or if we need help on the driving range, you know, anything, and we can just ask them and they are there for us. So they were working really hard. They were here from 6 a.m. until 7 p.m. every day last week uh, to make sure that wow. every one of us from Sweden got whatever we needed. Um, so, you know, obviously it was, it was very fun to win as well a week when they were here supporting us. Um, and I think what I heard is that we are pretty much the only country back home in Europe that have a support system like that where they come out and support the professionals. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty normal to have it as an amateur because they travel with us to the amateur tournaments. But to have that mm-hmm. as a professional is is very big and very important for us. Um, and I've been... You know, I I know them for the past 10, 11 years. Uh, So they know me very well as well. Um, And then outside of that, I have my my private coach back home in Sweden as well. Um, So I was actually, before Sue Falls, I was home in Sweden for two weeks working with him. Um, So I would say coming back, to America after being home for two weeks, I was just, you know, in a great, in a great environment, and I had kind of like a fresh start coming from back home. Um, so I would say that's right. a big, that was very big for me, um, and I needed that in the middle of the of the season to just to just go home and you know see family and friends and to be home where where I grew up. It was it was very good. Yeah, and sometimes you just need to sort of recharge the batteries a little bit. I mean, you've been playing uh, quite yes. a bit this season, and sometimes you just need a little bit of a break. Uh, one of the interesting things, you know, that you said about having that great support system, and, and really you are right, being one of the uh, only ones, if not very few, um, countries from Europe that actually has that kind of support system. And yes. um, I think the you know the Swedish Federation is is a great um, a great organization, and the fact that they're coming over and supporting really their team uh, of of elite players over here is is great because it's not easy. You know, you're traveling a long distance from home. A lot of times, you know, you're over mm-hmm. here by yourself. Sometimes family can't always come with you. Uh, so it's kind of nice to have that sort of uh, your second family, if you will, of supporters uh, that that sort of help tie you back home. So I think that's a great uh, thing. And I know that uh, we interviewed, uh, uh, I believe it was Jenny uh, Haglund that uh, is also a a teammate as well. And uh, she was on here and she said the very same thing uh, as, as well as uh, some of the others. So it it is a great support system to have. And I I think uh, this has obviously helped you um, this past weekend having, uh, you know, a little bit of time to refresh yourself back home with family and friends but also to have that support mm-hmm. system when you come back over. So that's fantastic. Uh, I mentioned that, yeah. you know, you've, you've got some great statistics, um, and I'm going to read a few of them out, and then I want you to maybe talk a little bit about that. 
some of the statistical categories that uh, you're excelling in, of course, you're fourth in overall driving distance uh, with an average of 282.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, subpar holes, uh, you're third with 171. Birdies, you're in second with 167. And scoring average, uh, overall 15th with uh, 71.0. So um, you, you've got some great stats there. Um, do you pay attention to the stats? Some players do and some players don't. Do you really focus on that and say, okay, I need to get this area of my game up a little bit to get those stats up, or do you not really pay much attention to it at all? Um, I pay a little attention to it, but not that much. Um, like I, I always do my do my stats for the uh, for my coach back home, and then you know, but we what we look at mostly is it's called shots gained. So in order to, you know, how many shots gained you, it's more like how close you were to the pin and how many putts you make from a certain right. distance uh, to kind of see, you know, do I need to hit it closer to the pin or do I need to work on my putting? Um, so pretty much how I use my stats is that I look at where I lack, so kind of this season, it's, it's been my putting that I needed to improve. Um, like, my long game is normally basically pretty steady, um, so I felt that what I need to improve in order to, you know, get more top positions is putting and a little bit of a short game. Um, so, but at the stats and then what I have seen also is that I've been high on the on the birdie on the birdies. Um, right. And I'm happy with that because pretty much what I've been working with and what my coach wants me to work it, work at is you know be able to make a lot of birdies because that's what you have to do in order to win tournaments and mm-hmm. also for the future. Um, and so I'm happy with that. And then so I just you know, try to look at the other parts. Okay, if I'm making birdies, but before last week, I didn't really have many top five finishes. Um, right. So I was ask myself, what do I need to do? Because I'm, I know I make the birdies. I just need to minimize, you know, the bogeys and sometimes doubles. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's pretty much how I how I use that too. To see what what I can yeah, improve. Yeah, um, right. I think that's good. I think it's important to to be aware of them, but not get caught up in them. I think that's uh, yeah. You know, I, I notice a lot of, of of players in the past. Some of them get a little bit too uh, caught up in the mm-hmm. stats, and then they're not really focusing on on their game at all. They're they're more concerned about uh, the statistics in it. And uh, certainly, again, I think that's something that you need to work with uh, with your coach and. And uh, you know, have yeah. uh, he or she uh, talk to you a little bit about it, but not get so absorbed in it. Uh, I want to ask you uh, a question uh, pertaining to your uh, uh, friend Charlotte Thomas, who's going to be joining us, uh, joining me here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, you guys have obviously yeah. had some opportunities to battle it out uh, when you were back, both back in college, you with uh, Arizona State, and her with the University of Washington. Um, uh-huh. So she was obviously the, the runner-up in this tournament. Uh, and you obviously were able to, to see kind of how she was doing from the leaderboards. Does it help to know the player 
from from your perspective when you're when you're sort of down to the last couple of players in the last few holes does it help to know what their game is about uh does it affect how you play from that point on knowing who you're kind of battling it out with and and were you like that uh when you both were in college did you kind of get to know one another's game a little bit uh yeah, a little bit. Uh, obviously, because we because we played a lot together. Like we we were in the same conference in college, um, and we had tournaments back in the days. You know where she she beat me by one shot when we played in Hawaii, and I finished in a runner-up, and and you know stuff like that. Um, so so going in yesterday, I was I was happy that I got paired with her in the final round because. She's a really sweet girl, and and I know that she's happy for me, and I will be extremely happy for her if she got the win as well. Um, but I, yeah, it, I mean, I kind of felt the whole round. I knew that okay, Charlotte is a great player. I know that she's gonna keep hunting me the whole round, so I have to do the same. Right. Um, and that's pretty much what we did. You know, the back nine, I kind of felt that it was match play because. We made birdie, and then, you know, I got one shot, and then she made a long birdie putt on hole number 14, and then I birdied 15, and it kind of went back and forth. Um, right. So, I mean, that that's, that's what's so much fun about golf, because one day it's my day, and the other day she's going to get it. Um, so, yeah, and I think I think it helped me a little bit the last day that I played with her, because... She got me in great focus because just that I knew that she's playing great and she had a birdie streak in the middle of the round and I just kept reminding myself of that I have to do the same because otherwise she's gonna mm-hmm. come and get me. Um, so <laughs> it, I mean, it, it was a lot right. of fun. It, it's always fun to play with Charlotte and yeah, she she's a great player and, and she had her mom on the bag as well, so it was fun that she had a family oh, wow. member there too. Yes. Yeah, that's that's great. Um now yeah. I mentioned uh Linnea yeah, I mentioned Linnea that, that you this sort of catapults you up uh twenty two spots in the Volvic race for the card. Obviously you're uh as as all of the uh Symmetra Tour players are working towards uh, getting on the LPJ uh tour full time. This puts you to number two, so you're well within striking distance. Um, how has this win now? This again, this is your first professional win. Um, mm-hmm. How does this now help you moving forward for the remainder of the season? And I think there's what six events, five or six events left in the in the season. Uh, is this going to yeah. give you a sort of a, 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 a rejuvenation, if you will, and a sense of confidence that maybe you didn't have earlier on in the season? Now that you've got that win. Mhm. I I think I will just because I I proved to myself that I can actually win on this tour. Um I think that I'm going to have a little bit more confidence going into the last tournament. Um but at the same time, um I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing this whole year, you know, continue to work on my things and don't care about what anyone else is doing and do what what I can do, um, and obviously this win feels feels pretty good right now and got moved up in the rankings. Um, but at the same time, I know that we have five pretty big tournaments left, um, 
I know that I need to keep continue to to play well in order to make sure that I finish in the top ten. Um, so I'm obviously I I I notice the rankings and all of that, but at the end when I'm on the golf course, I'm gonna go out and play golf and do as good as I can do. Yeah, and I think that's. Uh... Some great advice as well for our amateurs that are listening. If you want to play your best golf, don't focus on the score so much. Focus on what yeah. you need to do to get the job done, and, and the score will sort of take care of itself. Well, Linnea, yeah. congratulations. Um, I'm very happy for you. I know it's exciting to have that first win, and I know that the momentum will uh, will carry you through the rest of the season, and I have no doubt that uh, you'll be on the LPJ Tour next year and battling it out with some of the the best players uh, in the world. Uh, what are you going to do to, uh, what have you done or what are you going to do to celebrate this win? Uh, so we, we actually drove right away. We started on Sunday, my dad and I to, to Kansas. Uh, so now we are playing in grand city for this week's tournament. And then last night I went out for dinner with one of my close friends on tour, Emily Pensila and her mom and my dad, mm-hmm. um, so we went out for a nice dinner, and, and yeah, so now I'm just going to, you know, focus on the week I have ahead of me, and I'm going to head out to the golf course soon and get a practice round in and, and see what this course is about. <laughs> and see what you can do for this week. Um, now, yes. did they, since, you had that nice big, since you had that nice big winner's check, did they make you pay for dinner last night? Uh they didn't make me, but I did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good girl. Well, Linnea, thank you, ver- thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining me this morning on the Women of Golf. Uh, it's been a, a pleasure and an honor, and and congratulations again on your win uh, for the Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge, uh, win number one. And I know there'll be many, many more wins uh, in in the wheelhouse for you. And and good luck this weekend in the event. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, it's a pleasure. Take care and have a great uh, a great uh, tournament this weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was uh, Linnea Strom, the winner of this past weekend, Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge. Uh, of course, a Symmetra Tour event, uh, just a few left, and then they'll be wrapping up the, the season with the, uh, the uh, Tours Championship uh, down in Florida. And they're all... Uh, battling very ferociously to get their positions. Of course, the top 10 uh, in the Volvic race for the card uh, automatically uh, get their LPGA uh, memberships for 2019. So uh, as I mentioned, Linnea is uh, currently at number two position with five tournaments left. And uh, this weekend she's playing at another tournament. So uh, we wish her luck as well. Um, let me uh, just a quick reminder, of course, uh, about the show. We are live every Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern uh, here in the Blog Talk Radio Talk, blogtalkradio.com network. And uh, if you want to uh, tune in, just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or just type women of golf up in the search key. Uh, you can also catch us on uh, TuneIn, uh, iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and now talkstreamlive.com. Just type in women of golf in the search key and you can listen on any of those social media uh, platforms as well. As I mentioned, I've got another great player uh, coming on the show, uh, Charlotte Thomas. Uh, She's in her second year on the Symmetra Tour and finished uh, with a career best solo second result on Sunday in the tournament. 
she was a member of the University of Washington's 2060 National Championship team and has six top 10 finishes on tour this year. Uh, she moved to number four position in the Volvic race for the card. And uh, she also finished her UW career as the all-time leader in top 10 finishes with 25 uh, holds the mark for rounds played at 147. So also a very accomplished player. And she battled it out this past weekend uh, against, of course, uh, Linnea Strom, who was the ultimate winner of the uh, Great Life Challenge. We're going to talk to her a little bit about her game, and we're going to talk to a little bit about uh, the winner of the tournament this weekend, who is also a friend of hers. So let me uh, bring on and, and welcome Charlotte Thomas to the show. Hi. Good morning, Charlotte, and welcome to the Women of Golf. Hi, how are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing very, very well. Uh, let me first, uh, one thing I forgot to mention, uh, Charlotte is also a native of Guildford, England, so she's also uh, over here from, from Europe, another European player on the Smetra Tour. Um, Charlotte, again, welcome to the show, and uh, my name is Ted, Thank you so uh, much the for principal me. host here. Um, not, not a problem. Uh, glad to have you. All right, so uh, I just talked to Linnea, who, of course, uh, won the, uh, the tournament this past weekend, and, of course, you were paired with her in the final round. Um, but I yep. want to talk a little bit about uh, your game and uh, a little bit about your career, and then I want to ask you a question that I asked her, uh, because, obviously, you guys played against one another in uh, collegiate golf, so we'll talk a little bit about that. So, as I mentioned, this is your second year on the Cementa Tour, uh, and you came away, of course, with uh, a solo second, on, on the, uh, and you battled against your, your college rival. How did the round go for you? I understand you had a streak of birdies uh, throughout the round. And uh, was there ever a point that you thought, okay, I've got to really step it out here if I'm going to uh, – because she, she had a, a two-shot lead at one point uh, and finished off. Yeah. Did you say to yourself, I've got to really step my game up if I'm going to either get into a playoff or ultimately win the tournament? Yeah, 100%. I think I just I knew that going into the round, being two shots back to start with. And Linnea is an unbelievable player, and I knew that going in. So I knew I'd have to have a really solid round in order to try and catch her. Um, but my kind of goal was just to put some pressure on and um, make some birdies and, yeah, just see what happened, and that's what I did. But it wasn't enough at the end, unfortunately, but it was a super, super fun round. So she's fun to play with. Yeah. Yeah, she said the same about you as well. Um, now, obviously, when you're out there, and even though you're playing with somebody that you're you're familiar with, and I'm going to uh, ask you this question I asked her, um, knowing the type of player that she is, does that help you with mm -hmm. your game, knowing what to expect from her? Obviously, you know, anything can happen, like uh, her tee shot in 18, of course, uh, hit, uh, found the water hazard on the left, so that put her in, in a little bit awkward position, but knowing her game from from playing competitively against her in college, does that help you a little bit, knowing the player that you're, you're sort of battling against, knowing how their, their thought process is and, and how they play, uh, you know, TN, T to green? I mean, I don't know her game in and out. We've, we've only played together a sure. couple of times. But I, I, just know, I just knew how good she was going in, and I think that kind of helped me a lot. If you're playing with a player who you know kind of maybe might make some mistakes, then you might get a little bit complacent, but I knew I couldn't do that against her. Um, and even when I put the pressure on, like I made four birdies in a row and she just, she hold a really good putt for birdie and a really good putt for par on like the 13th hole or something. So she like wasn't going anywhere. 
and I knew she wasn't going anywhere going in. So that, that I think, helped me to, like, kind of step my game up a little bit as well. Right. And what areas of your game do you think uh, are the strongest, and what areas do you know that – I mean, there's always an area that we've got to, you know, continue to work on, but what areas are, are your strongest mm-hmm. parts of your game, and what areas do you know that you have to really uh, hone in on week in, week out in, in order to, to bring them up? Um, I think for the most part I'm very, like, consistent in terms of, like, cedar green, ball striking. I usually don't miss too many greens, um, too many fairways, but I sometimes, want, first of all, don't really hit it close enough on my approach shots. And then um, the, the days where I play well are the days when the putt is hot. I mean, kind of like everybody, but um, the days where I struggle right. are the days when the putt is sort of not working for me, but this week it worked, which was great. But that's definitely the part of my game that I think I need to work on the most, um, especially if I make it onto the LPGA. I know out there it's, it's, you know, that's basically what it's all about is getting the ball in the hole. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's part of my game I think I need to work on the most. Yeah, I think that's a pretty consistent uh, theme with, with most of the players that uh, that I've interviewed here on the show is is if the putter's hot, then you know it's going to be a good round. If the putter's not so hot, uh, you know, then then anything can sort of go. Um, as I mentioned, yeah. you were on the uh, University University of Washington's 2016 National Championship team. Uh, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. you, you've um, battled against uh, Linnea a few times in the past. Um, what do you think you learned from that experience? Uh, at the University of Washington, what about your game did you learn then that's helping you now out on tour? Oh my goodness, <laughs> a lot. I mean, I feel like every year in college, you you learn something new. Um, I mean, I think about myself as a freshman, and I'm like, I I could not be playing professional golf then. So I mean, I just kind of developed as a person as well as a player in college. Um, and I think even like rookie year out here last year, I look back and I was just so naive and like, so you just don't know the ropes and you're trying to figure everything out. And so I think every year of experience helps, but college, I mean, working as a team and, um, yeah, just sort of, you know, learning to practice on your own and how to be efficient and time management and all that sort of thing. Like those are really, really important in college and you really need to use these, those skills out here as well um so yeah like a host of things i can't even think of a top of my head but yeah it was a great learning um, experience <laughs> so charlotte let me ask you just staying on the college theme for just a second um because you mentioned you know now you're sort of in a team uh format obviously you're playing you know individual matches and that and and golf predominantly is an individual sport but now mm-hmm. you're you're with a, a you know, a group of fellow players and you're, you're essentially are working as a team. Um, does that still resonate when you're out there? I mean, even though you're playing by yourself now, uh, do you draw back on some of the experiences and some of maybe some of the, the voices that were on your team at that time, some of the things that they said to you that you draw on that experience and, and those uh, thoughts uh, as you're navigating on the course on the, on the Cementa tour? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think what's really cool about Symmetra is that so many of the girls did play in college, and a lot of us played together, mm-hmm. together honestly, obviously, like me and Linnea. Um, so you, it's cool to sort of 
that that community then translates into professional golf, which is amazing. Um, I don't actually have any teammates out here at the moment um, from Washington, but um, I have in the past. One of my uh, teammates, my fellow senior, played a little bit last year, and it was cool to be out here together. And even though, like, yeah, you you've played four years on the team together and you're rooting for each other because it's really good for the team, then you come out here and you're still rooting for each other, which is really cool. Um, and I think that there is a really good vibe out on Symmetra Tour in terms of, like, you really want your friends to play well. If you can't win, you want your friends to win, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so it's, right. yeah, it's an amazing community, and um, I think college golf sort of helps to foster that community because everybody, well, most players have been through that experience. Um so yeah, it makes it a lot of fun, and we all travel together and stuff. Which, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I, I know we've we've talked to um, a number of different players. Of course, we we interview every week, uh, usually the winners uh, of the event and, and other uh, top Symmetra players like yourself um, on the mm-hmm. show here. And that's pretty much a resounding theme, if you will, uh, is is just sort of the the family. Um, sort of feeling that you, you all have, um, you know, obviously yeah. you're competing against one another, but at the same time uh, you're developing and forging friendships uh, out there that uh, certainly will last a lifetime. And speaking of family, yeah. uh, Naya mentioned that, you know, of course her father uh, was on the bag Sunday and your mother was on yeah. the bag for you. Um, yeah. How special yeah. was that for you? And is it, is it harder sometimes to have somebody like your mother on the bag as opposed to a, a stranger? Uh, does, does sort of the family dynamics come in? And, and what I mean by that is, is, you know, obviously at moments maybe when you're struggling on the course, does mom want to sort of jump in or does she know when to step back? <laughs> no, I would have my mom every day of every week if I could. Um, she, no, <laughs> we, we get along great on the golf course. She does not step in. Sometimes when I get a little angry, she gives me a couple of stern words. But other than that, <laughs> we um we have a we have a great dynamic. It's so much fun. She sort of just I mean we were talking about it actually the other day, and I was like I feel like I talk to you a lot more than like I used to on the golf course. And she was like, let's be honest, Charlotte, you're just talking at me, and I agree with everything you say. <laughs> so it's sort of one of those like we uh. Yeah, we make it work, and it's it's awesome. But I actually have uh, my brother, my youngest brother is coming out for the next two weeks. He arrives today in Kansas, and he's staying for Arkansas as well. Oh, wow. So he hasn't carried for me before, so that'll be a new experience. But um, he's got a lot to live up to with mom. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, he, he's going to have to really mind his P's and Q's, if you will, when he's out there, uh, <laughs> or uh, Sis is, is going to let him have it. Uh, might hit him with yeah. a wedge or something, but um, but you know obviously that's that's a great thing. And as I was saying to Linnea, uh, you know she was talking about the Swedish Foundation, uh, you know coming over here and and really supporting uh, a lot of the, the Swedish players. So you know when family's mm-hmm. not here, it's kind of um, you know it's nice to have that support system. Um, Mm-hmm. What do you do? Obviously, you've made some friends along the way on tour and that, but is it hard sometimes for you traveling, uh, you know, throughout the United States when you maybe don't have immediate family uh, close by? Is it difficult sometimes to just, just sort of, you know, have to deal with the day-to-day things? Yeah, I think um, to a certain degree, but I'm also very lucky in that my mom and dad do come to quite a few events. Um, my mom especially has been able to come to probably 50% of the events this year. 
Um, so I oh, actually okay. see my mom and dad live in my mom and dad live in Connecticut now. They have for three years. Oh, okay. um, so I go there. I go there for the off weeks, and I actually see a lot more of them than I did when I was playing in college. Um, so that's really nice for me. But I obviously miss my brothers a lot. Um, they live in Australia, so that's a little. That's a bit too far of a commute to come and watch every now and then. But, um, yeah, but they were here. They were in America a couple of weeks ago for a holiday, and so I got to see them then during one of my off weeks. So I see them enough, and, um, but, yeah, it's nice to be able to have mom and dad on the bag um, and on tour with me a little bit, so that's cool. Now, what do they say to you? Because obviously, you know, you're an accomplished player, and, and uh, are, are well able to uh, to do the things at hand. But what do they say to you, um, if anything, you know, before you go out and play? What words of encouragement do they offer you? They, obviously, they're very supportive, but uh, do they tend to give you any sort of advice when you're out there playing and around? Does your mom, for instance, in this past weekend when you were, she was on the bag, did she say to you before you started the round, you know, okay, Charlotte, this is what you need to remember to focus on? Or, or again, does she sort of just step back and let you uh, hold the reins? Yeah, I'd say they, they they step back a little bit more. Like, I think they know that I know what I need to do. Um, and mm-hmm. they they don't really have a background in golf. Like, we all, my whole family picked it up at the same time. So we sort of have, like, the same okay. number of years of experience of playing golf, which makes it easier for them to sort of um, take a back seat a little bit and just be there to support me and be there for whatever I need. But, no, they don't... Um, they're not overbearing parents in any way. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Um, we yeah. got, we have too many of those in, in uh, on on tour now as it is, so that that's a good thing to have. Um, as I mentioned, uh, as I mentioned, Charlotte, you you now jockey into position number four in the Volvic race for the card. Uh, so the LPJ is well within your sights for 2019. What do you have to do? Uh, I think Melania said there's five events left. What do you need to do for the rest mm-hmm. of the season to sort of make sure you stay within that top ten? I honestly don't know. I don't know, like, numbers-wise what I need to do. I just – I'm trying not to, like, think about it too much and just try and go and play golf and mm-hmm. sort of do what I've been doing the rest of the, the – for the, um, the rest of the season and just, yeah, just go play and see what happens. I mean, obviously, I've put myself in a great spot, which is super exciting. Um but I sort of don't want to overthink it at the same time. Um, and, yeah, just right. go and have fun the last five weeks and see what happens. Now, obviously you have some downtime, uh, and as much as I know you want to play well out in the golf course, sometimes you have to have a little bit of an escape just to, to sort of decompress uh, from, from your game. What do you do in your downtime mm-hmm. to have some fun, and, and what do you enjoy doing besides golf? Um, I, wherever we are, I love to go and see, like, the local attraction, attractions, like, um, we were in Sioux Falls last week, and on the last day after the round, we went to the Palisades, which was really beautiful, just sort of hung out with a few of the other players. Um, I read a lot, I mean, I just kind of hang out and do some workouts and, you know, that sort of thing, but, yeah, I just really like to go and see where we are and sort of do a bit of exploring, that's probably my favorite thing to do on the road because it sort of just takes your mind off it and, um, yeah, allows you to, like, we're going to all these incredible places all over the country, and sometimes you forget to really see them. You sort of see the hotel and the golf course, and that's it. So it's fun to sort of get out and 
um, see some of the local sites and meet some of the local people and stuff like that. So that's what I try to do. Um, if Charlotte, for some reason, if you hadn't been bitten by the golf bug uh, and weren't out playing <laughs> golf, what do you think you'd be doing? What would you like? What would you like to do if you weren't playing golf? If professional mm-hmm. golf was not in your uh, wheelhouse, what what else would you like to be doing? Um, I would. Oh goodness, that's a hard question. I think I would. <laughs> I would love to be in sports in some some form. Um, I would love to work for like a sports management company or um, marketing, something like that. Like, I just love sport mm-hmm. in general. It wouldn't necessarily have to be golf, but just being surrounded by like incredible athletes and do like that's sort of one of my passions. So I think that's what I would end up doing in one way or another. Very good. Um, now, obviously, uh, we know golf is, is what you want to do. Do you see yourself at some point down the road, um, maybe, I know not all players do this, but do you see yourself maybe getting into a teaching capacity some years down the road? Would you like to do that as well? Or you would just uh, playing is, is what you want to do? And, and when that sort of comes to a uh, a finality, um, you'll find something else to do, or what do you think the future is going to hold for Charlotte? I think I, if I'm not playing, I would find it really hard to teach, but I, in the same, mm-hmm. at the same time, would love to give back to the game in a way, and I think teaching is a really, really good way to do that. Um, but I think it wouldn't be like a long-term career option for me but it sort of could be something I did on the side and then I'll find other ways to also give back to the game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm honestly like we do junior cl- clinics out here and stuff and I've just about figured out my own golf swing, but if somebody else has a half decent golf swing, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. So I'm not very good at it. People think like, if you're that good at golf, you must be good at teaching, but that's not something that, uh, it's not a talent that has graced me, but um, maybe I could be, I don't know. But, well, well, let, yeah. Let me put the yeah. Let me put that notion to rest for you. Um, it, it works both ways. Um, not always. I mean, some of the best golf teachers in in the world are not necessarily would make the best players, and vice versa. So uh, that's certainly understandable. Um, obviously, you do. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you do get a chance to pro ams and that, and uh, I'm sure you mm-hmm. you are presented with an opportunity to help people, um, but. Mm-hmm. If if you were an outsider looking at your own game, and you were assessing mm-hmm. your own game, how would you assess it? Oh my goodness, um, I'd say it's pretty solid, <laughs> but obviously there's always room for improvement. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what other people think of me. That's quite a scary thing to think about. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> no, no easy questions here on the women of golf, Charlotte. We're we're full of tough questions. So, um, yeah. no, that was that was uh, fun. Uh, yeah, we don't let you off easy here. Um, the reason why yeah. I asked that is, you know, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, when when we sort of look at ourselves, uh, you know, we always certainly want to wish the best and, and things like that. Sometimes it's very difficult to sort of put that critical eye on uh, or sometimes too much. And I think that, and you might agree with this, sometimes some of the players get out there 
and they're too hard on themselves. They, they don't, they've sort of forgotten to have, have some fun. They're more worried. And that's why I asked you early on about the stats. Do you really pay attention to that? There's some players out there that they're so absorbed in stats that they forget to just go out there and have some fun. Do you try to do that yeah. when you're out there? Do you try to make sure, hey, you know, whether win, lose, or draw, I'm going to go out here and have fun? 100%. I think getting, yes. I think the part you said about being too hard on yourself is very, very true, and it's something that I do. Um, and I think, yeah, just like stepping back and getting a little bit of perspective and being like, you're out here doing this and this is your job. And, um, that's pretty amazing to begin with, um, is something that I think a lot of players forget to think about. Um, but yes, no, I do do my stats and I, I, I look at them, but I try not to overthink it. And I sort of actually send them to my coach and I'm like, hey, you have a look at these and tell me what I need to work on. So it's not like my my brain is just like boiling over with all this information. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's important to, to have that information and to know um, your game in and out. But I also think it is important to step back and sort of just realize it's just a game. And, um, yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I- yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, uh, and Linnea said the same thing. You know, she obviously will talk about some of the stats with her with her coach, uh, but other than that, she's not you know focusing or dwelling on that. Um, same thing with the mm-hmm. leaderboard. She'll certainly be observant of the leaderboard, but she's not you know studying it to, to death, so to speak. Because sometimes that can uh, can have a negative effect as well. Um, when you're working yeah. with your coach, obviously there's certain yeah there's certain things that that uh, he or she are, are going to, to um, you know, talk to you about and that. Um, but if you were to, you know, sort of take a look at your game, I know you mentioned the putting is, you know, sometimes could be hot and that. Uh, talk a little bit about some of your stats. I mean, are you pretty long off the tee? And, and obviously, you know, you're accurate with your, your, uh, your shots to the green and things like that. What's the, what's the strongest, do you think? Um. I think I'm I'm sort of maybe just a little bit above average in length, but not long by any means. Um, I hit a lot of fairways. I feel like my fairway percentage is probably my best stat. Um, and I, yeah, my greens and reg also, obviously, but um, the thing I need to work on there is like a lot of greens are very big and I don't really hit it as close as I would like to, but I'm often like mm. in the right area kind of thing. Um, so right. yeah, those are the two that I would say are the strongest. And then sometimes I think my up and down stats, are, um, are not quite where they, I would like them to be. Um, and I know that that's the biggest thing when people go from, um, the symmetrical to the LPGA, they're just like these, these girls just get up and down from everywhere. They hold everything inside. <laughs> like, so that's the, yeah. that's, that's, that's the thing I feel like most players need to work on the most. And I think I'm one of those players. So. Very good. Now um, you're obviously you've, you've traveled and you're going to be playing in this weekend's event. Um, mm-hmm. uh, are you going to for, forget about last weekend and say, okay, uh, that weekend's over and I'm sort of playing on a new canvas and you want to learn about, I don't know if you've played this course or not before, but um, do you tend to carry from previous events um, experience, or do you just say, no, this is a new event. I'm going to start from sort of ground zero and uh, work on what's going to happen this event and not worry about what happened last week. 
Yeah, 100%. I just try to just start. It's a new week, and um, it's nice to sort of carry some confidence from last week, I think. It's the only thing that I will try and do. Right. Um, but um, other than that, yeah, it's a completely new week, and everybody else starting from square one, so you have to as well. I mean, I played this event last year, and the course is great. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to go do a practice round this morning, and have a look and see how it is but yeah no definitely starting blank canvas and uh hopefully get the win this week instead of <laughs> that's right we'll yeah maybe you'll swap it around and uh and be in the winner's circle this week well charlotte i want to thank you very much for joining me this morning on the women of golf show it's been uh, very interesting and, and an honor and a pleasure having you here and i want to wish you well you. not only in this weekend's event but for the rest of the season and uh I have no doubt if you keep playing as strong as you have been this season that you'll uh, you'll be on the LPJ Tour next year. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really great. All right. You're, you're welcome. All right, Charlotte. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. All right. That was uh, my other very special guest, Charlotte uh, Thomas, uh, native of Guildford, England, uh, who's going to be playing in this weekend's event. And, of course, she was the runner-up in last week's uh, event against her good friend, Linnea Strom, who uh, ultimately went on to win the uh, Sioux Falls Great Life Challenge on the Symmetra Tour and uh, ready to battle it out again this week, uh, as she just mentioned. Um, as I mentioned uh, in the uh, first part of the show, uh, of course, Cindy, obviously, as you're aware, was off this week. She should be back next week, I believe, unless something uh, uh, comes up. But I believe she will be back uh, next week, and we'll have... Uh, hopefully the winner of this uh, event uh, playing this uh, week uh, in the Symmetra Tour and uh, another great guest to follow. So uh, on the note, I want to thank you for faithfully tuning in each and every week here to the Women of Golf Show. It's been an honor and a pleasure uh, doing the programs each week. And uh, again, just remember to uh, follow the show. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf. And you can actually click follow uh, and get updates uh, sent directly to your email address to let you know when shows are coming on and who our guests are going to be. So uh, if you want to do that, by all means, go to the uh, Women of Golf uh, link there on the blogtalkradio.com network and click follow, and uh, that will give you updates and also reminders uh, as to when the live broadcasts uh, are coming on. So uh, do that. Uh, also remember to reach out to either Cindy or I. Our email addresses are as follows. Cindy's is cindy at Golf. Dot com. Mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you if you've got some uh, interesting topics that you want for us to cover on the show. We'd be more than happy to uh, take a look and, and uh, invite uh, the appropriate guest to have that discussion, or maybe Cindy and I will just discuss it, depending on what it is. So uh, feel free to reach us out, and we always would love to hear from you. Uh, we encourage you to call into the show during the live broadcast from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern on Tuesdays. The number to call is area code 347 945 5855. On that note, on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, uh, I'm Ted Odorico, and we are the hosts of the Women of Golf Show. God bless everybody, and thank you for tuning in. I will see you next week here on the Women of Golf. <laughs>